Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by producer Terry Labaugh. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I think I have a little bit of allergies going on. How are you? You were sick last week. I was very sick last week. Are you doing better? I am better. I'm still coughing, still got the stuffy nose thing going, yeah. and my voice is probably still not 100%. I got that deep radio voice. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Steeping Around, somewhere between Darth Vader and Barry and White. Barry White. Right. <laughs> nice. I know. What can I do? But that's okay. I'm feeling better, so that's the main thing. Good. It was tough because I was gone to Payson Oh, that's week. right. Now, how was Payson? So I went to Payson, Arizona. It's a city about three and a half hours north and east, and it's up in the mountains. And it was very cold. The temperatures here in Tucson, Arizona... They've been about 80 for the high. They've been 80s, although it did dip for a few days down into the 70s because you had a cold storm come yeah, in. Yeah. Well, the cold storm that came in here came up there and it snowed on us. Ooh, I didn't know you got snow. I got <gasps> snow. How cool. Oh, that was Oh, that did was you tough. hate it? Well, no, it was okay. I always loved the first snow of the year because I grew up in a place where it kind of snows up yeah. in Oracle. And yeah. uh, then after that, I hated snow. After the first one, it was kind of a novelty. After right. that, I hated right. it. <laughs> well, we got our first snow, so I think I've, I'm, I'm good for it for the rest of the year <laughs> unless we go skiing. But the main highlight of that trip was the fact that I was the cabin dad, myself awesome. and one other, for 10 fifth grade boys. Wow. One of which was my son, one of which was his son. Okay. And oh my gosh, those guys are wired for sound. I mean, I have never had to repeat, pick up your socks 10 times within like a minute and a half. There is such one upmanship amongst these fifth grade boys trying to prove how great each other is and trying to show each other up and the attention span... Uh, nothing non-existent non-existent (laughs) and i'm like i I feel for their teachers i feel for everyone i mean i'm one of the parents so i'm thinking wow i came back completely exhausted i bet so it was nice though it was really fun it was a beautiful time to get to bond with my son what did they have you guys doing hiking cheering science things they went out looking in the woods for stuff and that's it was, fun. It was really very cute and very cool. And I got to tell you, the fifth grade teachers there did a marvelous job. They don't get paid enough. But I know not, they don't. But we're not going to go off on that tangent. Well, it was really difficult to keep cool. Not cool temperature-wise, but keep my head. <laughs> keep your level head. Keep my head. Yep. And today we are going to be talking a little bit about such things. We've spent the last, I would say, eight weeks since the beginning of September talking about tea and health. And if you go back, you'll see we've got shows on different components of tea and health challenges that tea might be good for. We did so because I wrote an article in Fresh Cup Magazine. In fact, I wrote two articles, one in September, one in October, that talk about tea and health. And if you want to read those, you should go to www.freshcup.com, and you can see those articles. And they really do cover all of the things about tea and health. But we focused really about tea and the body. And today, we're going to talk about the mind and the spirit, because health is really about all three, isn't it? And it might be very surprising for you to know how tea can affect the other two things, the mind and the spirit. We're also going to dive in to Terry's thank you card that she is a little late in delivering to us from her wedding. Only Um, a little late. The wedding was six weeks ago? About that, yeah. Oh, I'm going to get after that a little bit at the end of the show. (laughs) You should stick around. Let's see where this one goes because she has no idea. It's like not knowing that the freight train is coming into the station. (laughs) 
We want to talk about tea in the mind, though, to begin. We did a couple of shows that you want to make reference to because this is kind of review to a certain degree. We did a show on xanthines. Remember, caffeine, theobromine, theophylline. So those three are all xanthines. But the one that's really important for the mind is caffeine. Then we also did a show on theanine. And Dr. Lodog, who has been interviewed in many of the shows, spoke so eloquently about L-theanine. So let's kind of go into it. Caffeine is a compound that helps increase your alertness and your focus and your energy level. And theanine helps you stay calm, gives you a sense of well-being, gives you peace of mind, if you will. The combination of the two is kind of unheard of. Right. And it's wonderful because tea has this where you feel alert but calm. You feel awake but at peace. And these two things are really critical. That's how tea really affects your mind and your thinking. Well, you just don't find that in any other type of thing that you can drink. It not readily available. It doesn't exist, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, not readily else. available. And so this this combination is really particular. Well, how does this combination affect tea and spirituality? It's a really important link, these two compounds. And when we come back, we're going to jump into the spirit of tea. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello, this is Terry from the Maya Tea Company. You may know my voice from the show Steeping Around. In addition to producing the show, I am also the Maya Tea Sales Representative for the weekly Tucson Farmers Markets. One of my daily rituals is an afternoon pot of tea. Sometimes I need a little push from a strong pot of Yunnan breakfast tea to help me get through the rest of my day. And other times, I like to unwind from a busy day with a steamy mug of relaxing mint tea. The Maya Tea Company makes it easy for me to find the perfect blend to suit my every mood. So, no matter what mood you find yourself in, the Maya Tea Company has the right tea for you. And if you're not lucky enough to live in beautiful Tucson, Arizona, please visit our website at www.mayatea.com where you can browse our large selection of teas from all over the world. Remember, you can save 15% by entering the coupon code STEEP, that's S-T-E-E-P, when checking out. Otherwise, we'll see you at the farmer's markets. And remember, you meet some interesting people when you're steeping around. Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Minnie Shaw, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by producer Terry LeBaugh, talking about the mind and the spirit of tea. How does tea affect the mind and how does that in turn affect the spirit? If you've listened to past shows, you may recall that I have spoken about the fact that tea gains its popularity 5,000 years ago, of course, through Buddhist monks who take the tea plant from monastery to monastery. Now, why are they so attached to this tea plant so that they would take the seeds with them wherever they went? Well, tea was an aid in their meditation. In the last segment, we talked about how tea helps you with your mind, gives you alertness, focus, clarity, using the caffeine. 
But then with L-theanine, gives you a sense of calm, gives you a sense of peace, gives you a sense of well-being. Add to that the theophylline, which we talked about in a show previous, that helps you breathe better. And you have like this perfect combination that helps people who like to meditate, meditate even better. That makes a lot of sense to me because I've tried meditation in the past and it's really difficult if you can't slow your brain down or be able to focus long enough to just let go. It's very difficult. And furthermore, for Buddhist monks, they're trying to meditate for three, four, five hours. Like your tendency would be to fall asleep, fall off your <laughs> perch. I mean, there's there's all these things that can happen, right? So tea as an aid in meditation was a very, very important component. In fact, that helped them reach these states of higher divinity, greater connection. Tea now becomes associated through these monks in a spiritual way. From that, you have what we would call ceremonies that have arisen as a result of tea. So in China, you have Gong Fu Cha, which is like a martial art, like Kung Fu, but with tea, where there's a ceremony associated with tea to sort of highlight its positive aspects. It's a very precise series of movements and preparations between preparer and consumer. And one day, I think we'll do some shows on all of these ceremonies. So even the ceremony is almost kind of a meditation in itself, it is. would you say? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The Japanese tea ceremony, the Chayanyu, is even more precise. Some people say that it takes 15 years to learn this ceremony. It's a very, very precise and practiced art. And then there's also like the Western versions, the Western version of ceremony, the afternoon tea, right? And we don't think of it as a spiritual ceremony, but in fact, in a certain way, it is. And let me explain. So we've talked about the components of tea, the L-theanine and the caffeine as helping your brain, right? So we've created this mental focus, this mental space, if you will. The ritual of tea now gives you what we would classify as the temporal space, the time. This piece of time is so important. Think of it, and I'm not a proponent of smoking, but think about a smoker who takes out like five, seven, ten minutes, just a break, and goes and has a cigarette and is breathing and is just taking this time unto themselves. No wonder it's hard to quit smoking because they get that little yes. pocket of time, right? As a former smoker, you also get a little bit of camaraderie. Exactly. With the people that are out there doing the exactly. same thing you no, are. No, no, no. It's totally true. And I think the same is true with tea. Exactly. And so that same space, you can find it with coffee, but you can find it with tea. Tea happens to be very good for you, though, so it's probably a better habit in that regard. <laughs> But here you get that moment, the ceremony of the preparation, and then some time to consume that cup. Well, what can you do in that time? Well, if you're by yourself, you're unto your own thoughts. You get to look at some of your own life's issues, maybe tackle some of them. Who knows what you can achieve, but that time where you feel alert, focused, happy, well-being, going after some of the challenges that you may have in your life. Isn't that what spirituality is really all about? Trying to really be more of who you truly are, who the divinity sees you as. And then if you add a social component to it, now you're talking about having somebody else around. Two people, three people, having tea. Again, taking the time to make the tea, drink the tea, feel its goodness. At the same time, conversing, connecting. Tea acts as the bridge between those people to then help them express the things that they're feeling, maybe hash out issues. And it's within that space that the spirit of tea really arises. So it's really fundamental to appreciate that tea not only helps your mind, but in its own way also deeply can affect your spirit and your well-being. 
When we come back, we are going to get into Terry's well-being a little bit. <laughs> Great. I know it. I'm going to take you to task a little bit about your thank you cards because there's much to be expressed in terms of gratitude, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, we're going to get into that in the next segment. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello everyone, this is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, Yerba Mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking Yerba Mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, Yerba Mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com and don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by producer Terry LeBaugh. And actually, we are talking about all things tea and health, but specifically talking about the mind and the spirit. It's a fascinating topic, certainly worthy of deeper exploration. A lot of questions. If you happen to have a question about anything tea-related, tea and spirituality-related, please send it to us. Our email address here at the show is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. If you're a fan of the show, please fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. And to get fabulous tea, all of the things that we talk about here on the show, you certainly want to visit our website because we've got them all, www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com. As we explore this topic of tea and spirit, I like the idea of taking time, sitting with a cup of tea, and expressing gratitude or appreciation. Now, we're going to dive into that a little bit more here in a second, but I want to get after Terry a little bit, <laughs> because this morning when you came in, you handed me the thank you card uh-huh. from your wedding, which was six weeks ago. Yep. And I suspect that you've given them out to all of the people They're who attended your there, weddings, yes, yes and uh-huh. you're sending them out. Mm-hmm. And you said yourself that you were a little late on getting those out, that you didn't like the thank you card procedure or doing thank you cards. So what's 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 up with that? I just want to I want to dig a little deeper. Uh, it's a very time consuming process that seems to be the bride's responsibility. Okay. So it all fell on me to sit down with a list of all the gifts we got and handwrite out fifty of these. And the pro the challenge, not a problem. The challenge is to make them sound sincere and you know really convey that gratitude because you could just half-ass it and be like yeah thanks for whatever you gave us but I didn't want to do that I wanted to 
properly thank people for what they gave us, how we would use what they gave us, and really thank them for coming to the wedding and being a part of it and making them sincere. And so, did, you, did you get emotional when writing some of them? Some of them, yeah. They really hit home, huh? Yeah, there were a few. Okay. So really what it was about is you had a lot of gratitude that you wanted to express, a lot of appreciation that you wanted to express. Yeah. And it's hard to do that when there's so many and, and I, so much. I have a tendency to procrastinate if I have a huge task ahead of me that I know is going to be difficult. Yeah, and breaking so. it down into chunks was hard to do. Yeah. yeah so. I get that. So that, that makes sense. <laughs> But the, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm calling you out is not because I just wanted to get into why you did that, but I really wanted to actually spend this segment talking about the difference between gratitude and appreciation. Right. It's interesting because this was something that I learned with my spiritual advisor over a cup of tea. And the only reason I was talking about it is because when you came in, I go, oh my gosh, you're giving me these thank you cards. It's that whole gratitude appreciation thing. Yeah. And he really took me, not to task, but he really sat me down and said, you know, there's a difference between gratitude and appreciation. It's always a good thing to express your gratitude, right? But apparently it's not as good as expressing appreciation. And I go, aren't those the same damn thing? And he goes, no, no, let's get into it. The idea of when you express gratitude mm -hmm. for something is simply like saying, oh, I'm in a state of gratitude that I have this. Let's say uh, I have a paycheck. I am so happy for my paycheck because there are thousands of people who don't have a job, okay. right? So I believe in the law of attraction and karma and things of that nature. So not only are you focusing your attention on the paycheck and your gratitude for it, but you're also putting some attention on the fact that there are lots of people who don't have jobs, kind of focusing on the negative side of it as well. Appreciation, on the other hand, encompasses both of them. Not only do I appreciate the paycheck that I'm getting, but I also appreciate the fact that there are lots of people at the moment who are facing this challenge, who are probably trying to do things that are elevating their creativity, really learning a lot of things. And so the fact that they don't have a job or that they are in a state of struggle is actually going to make them better people, as opposed to simply saying, oh, they've got this thing that's not going down right in their life. This is actually something that's probably going to elevate them and enhance them. So the difference between gratitude and appreciation is the fact that you appreciate the problem as well as the solution. Right. And he okay. took me to task on that. And I thought it was really interesting. And in this particular case, you were trying to be sincere and really express your appreciation, not just simply Correct. gratitude. In fact, that's funny you should say that because I specifically tried to work out in almost every single card I wrote what I specifically appreciated yes. that person doing or contributing in some way, because we did have a lot of help for our wedding. Yes, no doubt. But that was a big deal to me. I didn't I didn't realize until now the difference between gratitude and appreciation, but it did make a point of making sure to say, I really appreciate what you did. Yeah, it's not simply being thankful. It's really a deeper Correct. level of really getting that this was a wonderful thing in so many ways. Right, right. Well, it's been a really fun topic to talk about tea and spirituality, and I think I'd like to get into it a little bit more. We're lucky here in Tucson to have someone who wrote a book on tea and spirituality, Lasha Tizer. She also has a co-author, Donna Fellman, who's out of Colorado. And they are tea aficionados who have done a fabulous job of writing a book called Tea Here Now. That's really cool. It's fabulous. I think I will try to have her on the show. Next week, we're going to do our final segment on tea and health. This time, we're just going to be really straight up about it.
we're going into fall season. There's a chance you might get a cold. Heck, I already have one. <laughs> How can we use tea to help solve that? Well, there's several remedies that can really help alleviate some of your symptoms. And we're going to tear into cold remedies that you can get from drinking cups of tea. That's awesome. So it's going to be a real simple, straight up show. So that should be fun. So Terry, I appreciate you for joining <laughs> me today in studio. Thank you for having me here. And until next week, we want you to know... We appreciate you spending this time steeping around with us. 